help! The robots are coming! This is Mega Maker episode 52. We just got back from presenting to a group of grade six students, 11, 12 years old, on entrepreneurship. The fundamentals of business. Now, first of all, I've spoken to a lot of different audiences, and speaking to a group of 11 and 12 year olds was probably the most intimidating thing I've ever done. They were great, but there was just something about speaking to this group of kids that was scary. And as I was driving back, I was thinking, these kids are going to grow up in a world where robots Robot monster. are going to change everything. The economy tomorrow and in 10 years and in 20 years is going to look very different than it does today. And so in this show, I thought I would talk about how to save your kids from robots. Now, if you don't have kids, this show is still going to be applicable because the trends I'm talking about are already underway. Right now, McDonald's is replacing its front-end staff with automated uh, ordering kiosks. Select your burger and choose the type of meal. Upsize your meal. Another big trend is that retail, a really traditional business for entrepreneurs, is being completely demolished by Amazon. The threat of Amazon. Amazon is eating everyone's lunch. Even big companies like Walmart can't compete. So what should you do if you're trying to start a business today or if you're going to start a business in the future? Lesson one. Nobody is going to tell you what to do. In the old days, you would show up at your first day on the job. Maybe it was in a factory. They would bring you to your station and they would say, here's what you need to do. And they would show you what you need to do. Maybe you need to pull this lever, push this button. Those days are gone. In the future, nobody's going to tell your kids what to do. They're going to need to be able to observe problems that exist and then figure out creative solutions to those problems. So if they go to work for a boss, it's not going to be enough for them to just answer email or even to do what the boss wants them to do. Instead, they're going to need to observe the boss and think, how can I solve my boss's problems? What is making the boss pull out her hair in frustration? And then they're going to need to go to the boss and say, hey, are you struggling with this particular thing? I've got a solution for you. Now that same skill set is what future entrepreneurs will apply to business. They'll observe a market and think, where are these people struggling? And how could I creatively solve those struggles? The next thing kids are going to need to learn how to do is to shorten feedback loops. Now, right now in school, they might be, you know, studying for weeks in order to write a big test or working for weeks on a project that they're going to submit and get a final mark for. But in the future, You're going to need to be able to test ideas out really quickly and get immediate feedback in order to know whether you should continue or not. This will mean creating a prototype, creating a landing page and seeing who signs up, uh, being able to build the initial version yourself, 
and do it quickly. Don't build the whole thing right away, but build a small little piece of it or an initial version that you can then bring to real people and get their feedback on. Shorten feedback loops. And in fact, this is what the co-founder of Stripe said. Stripe is the biggest online processor of credit cards. John Collison said, the key to product success is being able to have short, iterative feedback loops. So build something, put it out into the world, and then go and get feedback from your customers. See if you are actually giving them the progress that they desire in their lives. And if you're not, then go back to the drawing board and iterate. If you are, then build the next step. What is the next level of progress you can give your customers? All right, the next skill your kids are going to need to succeed in the future, and it goes along with what I've just said, is they're going to need to be able to make things themselves. Don't just play on your phone, program it. You know, a lot of uh, educators are pushing, like, learning programming right now. And I think that's fine to learn programming. Programming right now is a really high-paid, white-collar job. But in the future, I think it'll be more like a low-paid, blue-collar job. Artificial intelligence will be able to take on a lot of the programming work we're doing right now. And that's going to drive down the prices that people are willing to pay for that kind of programming. But what won't go away is the need for people to creatively solve problems by making at least the initial version themselves with whatever tools are available. And so one way kids can practice right now is to think, how can I solve this problem myself using what I already know? So for example, you might not know how to build software, but you probably do have the ability to create a prototype using something like Balsamic or Firebase or just HTML. And being able to show folks your initial version, whether it's your boss or potential customers, goes a long way. And yes, eventually you're going to need to execute on your concept. Eventually, you're going to need to build it or hire someone to build it or partner with someone to build it. But the, the biggest need in the world right now isn't necessarily people with the technical skills to you know execute on the vision. It's having the vision in the first place. What we really need are folks who can observe where the real struggles of life and business are happening and then have creative solutions for those struggles. And that initial version doesn't always need to be super complex or even super technical. Derek Sivers gives this example of, you know, let's say you wanted to start a software company that offered uh, automated movie recommendations. Well, you can start now with no funding and no code needed by just asking a friend if you can give them movie recommendations every week over the phone. So yeah, that's a really small uh, version of maybe your grand vision, but you'll be able to tell right away whether this is a legitimate problem that people want solved and if you even have the base expertise to attack that problem. Here's one more. Right now, a lot of business decisions are driven by quantitative data, statistics, surveys, etc. And in the future, a lot of that data 
is just going to be captured automatically by computers and analyzed automatically by computers. Humans are at a disadvantage there. But one place we have the advantage is with qualitative data, meaning the ability to relate emotionally with human beings. Emotions are dumb and should be hated. Being able to observe and listen to a real human being that has real needs uh, expressed in one-on-one -on -one conversations or expressed just through observing where people struggle. Emotional intelligence is going to be really important, especially since people buy products or buy services for one reason only, and that's because they want their life to be more awesome. And if you can empathize with that, if you can understand that ultimately what every human being wants is a better life, then you as an employee or you as an entrepreneur will be able to deliver those results. It's not about personality matrixels and charts. It's all about the bumps in your heart. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, this was based on a video I did on my YouTube channel, and I've been spending quite a bit of time there. I'd love for you to check it out, youtube.com slash Justin Jackson. This theme music you're listening to is by striker-metal.com, and the podcast is hosted, not toasted, on simplecast.fm. Uh, folks want to know what I'm working on these days. It's a, a service called tinymarketingwins.com. You can go check that out. And I have a brand new email newsletter. I'm really proud of it. It's called Indie. Go check it out, justinjackson.ca slash indie.